When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to Top Stories. I'm Andy Zaltzman, delving into the past once again to tell you the biggest news in the world sometime after it actually happened. And when this biggest news in the world happened, it was March 2012, when there was one of those oh-so-British moments of panic. Of course, it involved a queue and some dim-witted politicians. It's issue 188, entitled Gentlemen, Start Your Engines, featuring me and John Oliver. Top story this week, gentlemen, start your engines! Now, turn off your engines to save fuel a bit. Holy shit, have you seen the price of oil at the moment? Okay, gentlemen, pick a driving buddy. We're going to be carpooling for the rest of this race. At $4 a gallon, no one is driving their own car. Gentlemen, start your engines! (laughs) Andy, fuel comes in many forms. We can be fuelled by a family's love, uh, an energy bar... Religious fanaticism. Sadly, none of those energy sources can power a car, so they're all completely redundant. (laughs) If I can't pour you into my car's gas tank, Andy, and pump you through my engine to propel my vehicle forward, I'm not interested in hearing anything you have to say. And I know you're going to say to me, but you can do that with me, John, eventually. (laughs) That's true, but not for millions of years. Not until your body completely breaks down into oil. I can't wait that long. I need to go to the supermarket now. Well, that's the problem with you Americans. You want everything now. Um, gas tank, John, honestly. Gas, hand your f-ing passport in and well, be done with it. Let me address that, Andy. You know, the UK and the US amusingly differ in yep. what they call petroleum or gasoline. In the US, it's gas. In the UK, it's petrol. Just like in the US, any rise in gas price is a f-ing disaster. Whereas in the UK, it's a f-ing kerfuffle. We have so many amusing differences, Andy, even when we mean the same thing. Well, here, uh, there's been panic buying as the nation has ground to a standstill because uh, fuel tanker drivers might possibly go on strike in about three weeks' time. This has shown Britain at its infantile worst, John. <laughs> and um, it is absolute, I mean, it's an extraordinary story. Tanker drivers from the Unite Union uh, voted uh, to potentially go on strike about safety terms and conditions. Selfish little bastards not wanting their lorries to explode in fatal fireballs. Do your f***ing jobs you lay about. If God wants you to catch fire, he will set you on fire. Strike or no strike. But this wasn't helped by various government ministers essentially suggesting that Britain should panic buy petrol. And Britain needs no second invitation to start panic buying That's stuff. right. There's only, Absolutely. There's only one thing this country likes more than queuing, and that is queuing for absolutely no reason. Well, Andy, I, you know, I've been watching this from uh, thousands of miles away, and I know that you've been panic buying fuel, Andy. Is it yep. not true that uh, 
when you ran out of space at home, you actually just stuck the nozzle into your mouth and filled yourself up, <laughs> thinking you could spit it into your car later. Well, I mean, that's is that not what is that not what you're supposed to do? I know I've got. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. It's have not a, clear. No, I don't have the a point. Great... Is it's not clear, so you're not in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's basically, isn't it one of your five fruit or veg a day? It's, it's basically started as vegetable <laughs> matter, think, didn't it? I think it's all five of them in one right. one juicy splurge. Yeah. If you have, have now, it with I, a bit of vinegar and chuck a, chuck, chuck a tomato down your throat, it's basically a salad. I have to say, though, that this news did also give me a slightly warm feeling inside, because sometimes I like to pretend that there's a worldwide tomato soup shortage just to make going shopping exciting. I like to elbow people out of the way, scream all the way down the soup aisle, plunging a knife into someone's leg as I reach for one of six Sixty-four different available kinds of soup. <laughs> Just gets your heart pounding. It does. But uh, Francis Mauds, the uh, Conservative Cabinet Office Minister, um, waded into the debate advising people to fill up jerry cans and <laughs> keep the notoriously flammable substance of petrol in their houses <laughs> or gardens, essentially. That I mean, is spectacular. It was, it was quite spectacular, and various other government ministers basically just hinted, yeah, it's probably a good idea to, to, to hoard away some petrol. But since it isn't the 1940s anymore, John, not many people have jerry cans, and this, of course, led to panic buying of jerry cans. And what do you say? It's a tough choice. Do you panic buy your fuel or, or your jerry can first, or do you just fill yourself up with fuel, buy the jerry can and spit the fuel into it, or buy the jerry can, fill it up and then drink drink the fuel. I've got very confused, right. John. I got very, very <laughs> confused. Francis well, Maud, uh, he also called for people to build uh, air raid shelters, put their gas masks on, and start powdering eggs in case the striking tanker drivers launched aerial bombing raids over towns and cities, Luftwaffe style. So just, just to be on the safe side, John. Better safe than sorry. That's right. Also, Francis Moore's suggestion, Andy, is something that even a six-year-old wannabe fireman could tell you is a catastrophic <laughs> idea. Is he f***ing crazy? He just made British garages Molotov cocktails. <laughs> Britain just became 100% more flammable. Terrorists just need to smoke outside our garages, flick the butts over their shoulder, and then sit back and enjoy the fireworks. He said that a strike would risk people's lives. And I guess that's he said that because he knew the other comments he was about to make. <laughs> but, um, uh, also, it probably didn't. The, the strike itself did not risk lives as much as uh, his his comments making people risk electrocution by punching their televisions in frustration at the state of our democracy and its representatives, or even turning up to a hospital and finding that his government has shut it down. But still, I think John, the point is, Maud just wishes he was a film star and could say, "People of Britain, these are desperate times." We must be strong. This nation faces a deadly threat. People's lives are at stake. The future of the human race is threatened by the invasion of blood-sucking aliens and their megavirus of death. And some tanker drivers going on strike. (laughs) Just cast me in anything. I will do it. I hate politics. (laughs) Also, I guess on the plus side, that if there is complete panic buying of petrol, and they reckon there's about two days' worth of petrol potentially left if the supply stops, which it might in about towards the end of April. Uh, it does reduce the chance of people self-immolating, which, you know, so it will probably balance out the number of accidental fire deaths with the reduced number of self-sacrifices. So there you go. The government did stop just short of urging people to shit themselves at the trauma of it all or lie quivering in a heap waiting for the inevitable hook of the reaper. But not quite as far short as would have been ideal. Uh, Francis Moore, just now, before we started recording, has urged people to buy coffins and canapes for their funerals, given that they will (laughs) almost certainly die at some point in their lives. Well, that's right, Andy. 
England was faced with this potential strike and they opted to freak the f*** out. <laughs> Why? Because that's what we do every time, Andy. We're not emotionally prepared for these kind of strikes anymore. We've become so comfortable as a nation that the restriction of anything we use, even semi-regularly, can turn us into flame-carrying psychopaths. Just ask the French. They're used to lorry strikes, so they can cope much better. They just give it a Gallic shrug and go back to mending their berets, which... <laughs> got torn when they fell off their bicycles while reading poetry, <laughs> swerving to avoid a croissant, and the garlic around their necks failed to break their fall. I presume, I'm guessing, that's just a high percentage guess. <laughs> Andy, French lorry drivers strike so often that 80% if, of the time I'm... they don't know what they're on strike for. <laughs> One French lorry driver was apparently on strike for 17 years until someone told him that he wasn't a lorry driver <laughs> or French and he should return to his family in New Zealand as quickly as he could. <laughs> If only Dominic Strauss-Kahn had lived his life by your charming French stereotype, John. <laughs> France would be a much better place. It would, wouldn't it? Edmund King from the uh, AA Motoring Organisation uh, criticised the government, said, if drivers followed normal fuel-buying patterns, there would be no fuel shortage whatsoever. We now have self-inflicted shortages due to poor advice about topping up the tank and hoarding in jerry cans. Whilst uh, Brian Madison, the chairman of the independent retailers group RMI Petrol, accused ministers of making a crisis out of a concern and said that they should have sought industry advice weeks ago on how to avoid fuel shortages. Now, John, these critics might have a point, but they just do not understand how politics works. John, what you do in a situation like this is you wait until the last moment and then maximise political capital by childishly grandstanding about the issue and turning it into a simplistic, four-legs good, unions bad issue, whilst diverting attention away for either from controversial budgetary measures or the taxation of foods that no one in the Cabinet would even consider eating. I think these <laughs> guys should do their job and let the politicians do theirs. Any strike, John, still remains potential. It will need seven days' notice from the union. And the Guardian newspaper reported the Unite Union threatening to hold a strike by the 23rd of April, which would be an absolutely lovely birthday present for you, John. That would be great, Andy. I would love that. I'll act surprised when it happens, but (laughs) I'm very touched by the sentiment. So the current panic buying at the end of March is very badly timed, John, and the key with a panic is timing it right. You know, panic too early... And you've relaxed and got complacent by the time the crisis arrives, panic too late, and you've just been eaten by a tiger. So you have to get it right, John. You have to get it right. Well, having heard that blast from the past, I imagine you're wanting to hear a blast from the present now as well. Well, go and listen to the latest episode of The Bugle at thebuglepodcast.com or elsewhere on the internet. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or 
engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.